So hi, welcome to the Good Noise Podcast today with Megan from Dollskin. We're going to ask them some questions today. I'm going to start. So what inspired the creation of the band, and can you tell me what the band name means? Um, so the creation of the band, uh, well, I was like a junior in high school, and I was in this program, this after-school program called School of Rock, and um, I had just met the girls like through that program, and like I had just moved to this new high school, and I was like the new girl, and like no one really knew who I was, and there was this battle of the bands. So I like, you know, recruited all the girls, and we did like the battle of the bands. We won first place, and it kind of just oh wow, like, yeah. It, it was like I don't know. They make it a big deal at the high school that I'm at. They like go all out with like lights and like sound, and you know, it's like a big part of the music program. And there's like 15 bands, and we won, so that was crazy. Um, but and then <laughs> the name Dollskin, I feel like is just such a boring story because we it, the day before we were going to participate in like the battle of the band show, like the big show, we were like, literally like, we don't have a band name. Like <laughs> we, yeah. we are, we're a band, but we don't have like a band name. So we wanted something that was just like, you know, cute, but creepy, but kind of feminine, but also kind of like weird. And um, we had doll, we knew we wanted doll, but then we were like, what part of the body? Like, mm -hmm. like, <laughs> it was like someone said skin. No one really knows who said skin, but it, it was said. And so we're like, all right, that's it. So and we just kind of have it really quickly. It just stuck. Yeah. Uh, wow. Interesting. Doll yeah. tongue would have been interesting. I, yeah. I think people I like you. Like skin is already like you. But yeah. 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 Okay. Wow. That's so cool. Um, yeah. Congrats on your newest release, Love is Dead and We Killed Her. Thank How you. do you feel about the response to it so far? Um... I think, I don't know, it's kind of blown our minds because that was our first release on our new record label, Hopeless. And um, that really helped kind of get it out to a bigger audience. And as soon as we dropped that record, we were touring hard. So I don't know, I feel like the response has been really positive and I'm glad that it's positive. People yeah. can hate it, it's cool. But like, we're happy that people are just like, oh, this is a big step up for you guys. And like, especially our fans that have been with us from the beginning they're like oh this is a really big you know like it shows you guys' growth and yeah, yeah really cool yeah yeah that's super cool so you you brought up hopeless can you tell me how you got signed to them if there's any story behind that yeah um so we played uh the full last summer of warp tour on uh, 2018 and our manager uh would come out to like a few of our shows every now and then because his tours would like cross with ours because he's in a band called megadeth and oh he like you know his we would just meet up mm -hmm. and yeah. so basically um the anr one of the anr reps from hopeless um his name is tobin and he would also he would go to uh, warp tour shows to see the bands that he signed you know that are on hopeless and he's caught us like you know basically a few times and he was interested so he hit up our manager and was just like hey what's the deal like and at the time we were signed um, to our manager's label that he made for us to be on a label. It's called EMP Record Label. And um, David was just like, and that's our manager's name is David. He was just like, well, Hopeless is much more fitting for you guys as a group uh, versus the bands that I have on my label. So basically, he we did like a little trade-off. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, it was really cool. And, and Tobin fought for us. And it, it was just like this magical thing that just happened. And it's like this kind of fairy tale for us because like there's not a lot of bands that like you know the NR rep 
notices us and we're just like, oh my gosh, like that, the, you know, this band has something or something, you know, whatever. But it was, it happened so magically and easily. So, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. And then you also mentioned you were on that last year of Warp Tour. Can you tell me what that experience is like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was um, well, hot. That's the first yeah. one. Um, I lived two months outside, and let me tell you, never again. But uh, in that context, of course, I would do it again. Like, um, you basically, it's summer camp. That's what, it's band camp. That's what all the bands would say. Like, because we would play our shows. You get your workout in from playing the show, and then, like, all, doing all the gear stuff and merch stuff. And then later at night, everyone has, like, the barbecue or all the bands can mingle. Mm-hmm. So everyone was making friends like during the whole thing and sharing this big crazy experience together and every single day like our lines would just get longer and longer and I thought that was really cool to watch because we would be like you know under our merch tent like signing stuff for like hours and it was it was amazing <laughs> like it's yeah. all I want to do <laughs> you know and I think Warp Tour and we've been on two summers but that summer specifically like really like launched us I feel so yeah, we loved it. All right. That's so cool. I yeah. love that. Uh, so can you tell me a little bit about your writing process and how it's evolved from your first release to now? Um, our first writing process, I feel like when you are starting a band and you're like, let's make a record, the ideas are coming out super fast. Everyone's really excited. And not that we're not excited anymore, but like, you're just like, this is the first record. So you have all these ideas and you're finding out who you are. Second record is relatively the same thing. You're like, okay, you know, first record was like, cool. We can make the second one even better. So you still have all those ideas. Third record was a totally different process for us because we were writing, but we decided to go to Big Bear with our producer, which we, we never worked with a producer, like we never wrote with a producer before. And so we spent a month in Big Bear in California and we wrote up in that cabin for a while. We were snowed in. So basically we went like kind of stir crazy for a while, but it's good because while you're writing a record, like you kind of want to go stir crazy because you're forced to put ideas out. Mm-hmm. And then we spent another month just in LA, uh, just writing with our producer and it was a totally different experience but like we're so happy we had it because we are really happy with the outcome yeah oh that's wonderful okay um so where was your headspace while creating love is dead and we killed her i love that Um, name so much (laughs) it's so cool thank you (laughs) um i'm glad you like it uh our headspace geez i think you know, one year up in like this cabin, it's in California, like, yeah, but it was very, it, we felt like secluded because we, you know, we're, it just like snowed in and, you know, it's this old cabin and there's there's an aura and like an atmosphere and everything. We're just like, okay, you know, a lot of us, I feel like there was a lot of product, you know, production and like the way we got things done really fast, but mm-hmm. also in the way that we were like, oh my gosh, we're overthinking everything because we knew <laughs> that this record was going to be on Hopeless. Mm-hmm. So we knew that we wanted it to be good and not yeah. like subpar, you know? Yeah. So I think that was in all of our heads. We were like, oh my gosh, like this has to be a good record. But as the time went on and we were able to just like spend time with it and sit with the songs and revisit them again, we we're like, okay, well, geez, like we're really proud of what we did. So yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what band or artist influences do you think you can hear the most on this new record? Um, oh my gosh, it's a great question. We, when it comes to us, we are so all over the place in influence because um, 
we all draw from different artists like as singular people like you know for me like I'm everywhere like you know I I love all genres any genres but Alex in particular is a very like you know she loves metal she loves heavier stuff and like really heavy stuff and then Nicole loves just like uh, indie and Sydney loves heavy and also like I feel like she's a, she's the balance between everyone mm-hmm. so this record is so all over the place honestly if I could pinpoint one I honestly don't think I can. <laughs> that's <laughs> fair. That's, that's fair. always a good yeah, thing. Cause, yeah, because, you know, you take songs and, you know, there's some songs on the record. There's one that's like, mark my words, where it's, we feel it's just what the definition of like evolved doll skin 2.0 is. And you take no fear. And that's a little bit more like along the indie kind of cuter and more sparkly vibes. That's the mm-hmm. only thing that I can give you right okay. now. Okay. Like, yeah. I don't think we had really too many bands that we were like, we want to sound like them. Uh-huh. you know yeah. for 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 love is dead but as for like manic pixie and in your face we were like dead sarah paramore like led zeppelin you know just like weird mixes of stuff so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's worked yeah. out so yeah you sound like dollskin yeah, yeah well no. i thought yeah. that's, that's yeah. what we want to do <laughs> yeah that's so cool okay um so what made you choose the name for the album and is there any meaning behind the cover art um so the name for the album i'm going to say i'm going to say nicole came up mm-hmm. with it i might be corrected on that but um it was a it was like an inside joke that we were saying like i in the past two records um i'm like basically was the main i was the main lyricist for it um mm-hmm. sydney is right wrote like a handful of songs but i oversee everything or most of the time i just write the lyrics like you know word by word um yeah. And a lot of that was just like stuff, me going through like relationship stuff and like I was in my head about it. And so we were like, you know, we came into the third record and the girls were just like, no more boy songs. Love is dead, we call her. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, <laughs> we're just like, we don't want anything that has to do with like, uh, I guess, glorifying a person or a relationship or something like that because yeah. I've written about that a lot. And at first I was just like, why not like but and then now like i'm at a point in my life where i'm like i'm so glad that they told me not to write about boys because it it forced me to go into a way different more creative spot like space and same with sydney too like you know she started to come into like her writing role and that was cool so um and then we also went to more like more personal deeper spaces of ourselves um, when we were writing lyrics, like Sydney, you know, went into like addiction issues and me, I went to like abandonment issues and it's just like all that deeper stuff. Album art. Um, I think, okay. So when we were in the cabin, we, oh gosh, we would go to bed and in the morning we would wake up and be like, oh my gosh, there's like basically rat poop inside the drawers that we would oh. like crawl around in this place. Oh. We were like, we don't know if it's mice or if it's rats, but like we keep finding this. And <laughs> we're like, people should probably get this checked out in this. Yeah. Place. But that's where the rats came from because they would leave presents for us when we were writing. We'd be like, and we hear them in the ceilings. And we'd be like, are you guys just like watching us record this record? Because it's so crazy. But that's where the rats came from. But okay. in the color choices specifically, we were like, Quentin Tarantino, you know, kind of colors and everything. Cause lots of the songs pertain to like strong women characters and movies so yeah okay like that. <laughs> that's so cool yeah okay. um so can you, is there a song that took the longest to write and do you have a favorite off of the record um 
the song that took the longest to write um, was Don't Cross My Path. That song took a while because um, it was one of our heavier songs. We'd never been that heavy as mm -hmm. terms of like, you know, we have a song called Persephone and that one's pretty heavy for us. Um, but Don't Cross My Path was like, we we're trying to make it kind of like an epic, you know, there was like an intro that we were like, oh, this, we haven't really done something like this before. There's piano and, you know, other stuff like that. And so, you know, in terms of like writing in parts, that song took um, a while. And what was your second question? <laughs> uh, favorite track off of the record for you? Uh, for me, I would probably say, mark my words, I think so. But in, in terms of just like the drumming, the parts on that song, um, live, I just like, it's so much fun. Like, I just feel like it's so easy, you know, to play that song live. And it also kind of showcases um, how I can push myself and what I can do. And, you know, writing that was like really fun and tracking it was even more fun because it was a challenge, but you know, I mean, it's not even that tough of like a, a song to play, but still like I wanted to get it like exactly how I had it written. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that was really fun. Okay, sick. Is there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have while going through the album? Um, certain feeling. I think we always want to emit a sense of just like community. Mm -hmm. um, that is something I feel like is very important when you know you're like in a fan base i feel like there's a difference between like liking a band and listening to a band a lot and like being in a fan base like kind of community style and yeah. for me like <laughs> growing up i was super super into my chemical romance and i found a community through that like I, i've known so many people i gained so many friends from liking that band and i think that's a really cool atmosphere to have and you know with us like you know we have street team members that have gone out of their way to make discord chats and like there's like at least 700 members on it and wow. kids from all over the world are just talking and, and and bonding through just like even liking just like a handful of our songs we'll just go onto the discord and like meet all these people and we feel like that's you know a good we just want to like bring community and also you know power to you know, being young and still feeling like you can kick ass in the music industry, you know, and especially pertaining to women um, or non-binary non people. Um, so, yeah, we that's kind of a goal for us. I love that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so do you guys have any new projects in the works that you can tell us about? Yeah, uh, we've been working on our new record for a long time now. Um, we two months ago, we spent like an entire month in LA, uh, just writing with different producers in a socially distant setting. And um, we just wanted to see who we clicked with for this record because we didn't really have a general direction um, and we wanted to pin something down. And um, so, yeah, we, what I can say is that we are releasing a new song at the end of the year. The only thing is we are trying to pick between three of what we want it to be and mm -hmm. we can't decide. So okay. um, why not just release all three of them? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because we can't we could just go like bang, 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 but like Exactly. I know at the same time we're just like, oh we have to do a music video for each mm -hmm. one and like I don't know, we we wanna get creative with it and, and have it not just be like a normal release structure and kinda do some different stuff for our fans, but as of now, I think it's a good thing that we're just like, oh my gosh, we have three that we can't pick from. And we are going to release three like before the record. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's just seeing which one is first. You know? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they'll all come out at some point. It's just a matter yeah. of which ones come mm -hmm. out first. All right. Yeah. Which one's going to make the best like introduction to the new era? Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. and okay. that's always that's really hard to like pinpoint <clears throat> because these three songs um, are very different in 
vibe, I guess. Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh my gosh, like the first one's going to, you know, like determine what this whole new thing is going to be like. But I feel like I, you know, for me personally, I want to urge people to be like, okay, this one song, it's kind of like when the 1975 released like people, Mm -hmm. like that's not what the new record sounded like. They had that heavy song ish for them. And it's not what that record sounded like, you know? So it's like, if I could, if I could compare exactly, if I could compare, like, it's like, you know, Paramore self-titled where each of the songs were like a different genre. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, so I wouldn't like ask anyone to define our single as what the record would sound like because that would be crazy. Okay. Uh Wait, so is the album finished? Um, It's pretty close to being done. Um, We have to, we're writing a few more for backup because we Mm kind of want to like spam the record with songs. (laughs) But but as of now, um, we are moving into the tracking process and then like backup track process where we're writing more songs just like be like oh wow like why aren't we including this you know mm-hmm. and then we're kind of we're finishing things up and going into production and yeah so the, the demoing process right now is done okay okay yeah. sick um so since shows can't be played right now uh, how are you trying to connect with your fans online like live stream oh shows it's q a's <laughs> it's like so tough because mm-hmm. you know we're in a position right now where we can't do live stream shows and like, and that's just like, like a thing that we're kind of like going through as a band, but, um, and it's what we want to do, but basically we've been taking every opportunity to like, you know, like do press and do, um, do live stream stuff where it's like acoustic and stuff like that. We just did like, um, a kind of charity, uh, you know, all female, like, you know, live stream related thing that was um, from Share a Girl and she did that, it was really cool. But um, most of the time we're trying to get creative. Like for a while we were working on this project that was just like doll skin quarantine version. Like this is what we do when we're at home. Woo! Mm-hmm. And, like we're still kind of like developing those videos and kind of keep that project going and uploading stuff to YouTube. And it's tough because we don't, we can't like release our music yet because it's not done. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of waiting until that's perfected and also keeping up on the community on um, the you know the discord that we have it's tough because you're not giving people a chance to come and see you in person and yeah, like yeah. we all like you know are missing touring very much I'm sure everyone else is too but you know we, we have to get creative and it forces bands to like think out of their out of the box and then get out of their comfort zone and you know a band I think that did that really well I'm going to say it again. It's my chemical romance. <laughs> um, they, yeah, like they, um, especially, you know, before quarantine, um, the way that they would, you know, promote their records is very smart. And I, I, I take a lot of inspiration from them. So, okay. yeah. Cool. Um, so speaking of live music, uh, you guys were on tour right as everything began to close. What was that like knowing that the tour could end like literally any day? It was, no. it was such a, I've never experienced anything like what that was. Like, you know, we were touring and we had been like a week and a half in and we were already feeling like, like this is getting bad, you know, and mm-hmm. should we be doing this? Because literally we were in upstate New York. Like okay. we live in Arizona. So like, we were just like, man, like, you know, we were doing our headlining tour and then we were going to go hop on tour with Anti-Flag and and then we were going to go finish it out with a headlining route on the way back. And 
we were just like, do we just cancel the whole thing? So we were kind of waiting to see what Anti-Flag was doing and Anti-Flag canceled everything. So oh. <laughs> like we were about to hop on our first date with them and they literally sent us an email like as we were driving into Canada, we were about, we were about to drive into Canada mm-hmm. and they were like, hey, um, we're just postponing. Like we got to go home. Like we can't, you know, and we're like, oh man, our first show with Anti-Flag. Yeah, you know, but basically if we would have driven into Canada Uh um, and you know, everything would, you know, basically that same around that same time, everything was getting announced of how crazy things were and lockdowns were starting and quarantines were starting. We would have been stuck. Like we would have been stuck in Canada, which is not a bad thing, but basically we were like right outside the border, like 15 minutes away from the border. And so we turned right back around and drove from upstate New York to Arizona. All right. Wow, so you were this close to being like stuck yeah. in a different. Wow. Yeah, yeah. There's this band that we were friends with. They're called uh, Between You and Me, and they got stuck in Canada. I think Canada. Might have been Canada. Yeah, but they got stuck. So, <laughs> yeah, but they wrote a record, so it was cool. Oh yeah, I mean okay. that's glad, the full way to do it. Yeah, glad you guys didn't get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> so when live shows were a thing, what were your top three songs to perform? Um, for me personally, I. Number one is Punch a Nazi, just mm. because like I feel like that's the root of, of what the band is. Uh, we're just a bunch of punk obsessed people, and mm. um, and then probably Mark My Words, and then third, oh man, um, probably Don't Cross My Path because that's that song is just pure live energy. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that song goes over a, a arguably better live than on the record. Um, just because it's like so much fun, we all like to kind of just lose our minds to that song. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so where do you see the band in the next five years? Oh, you know, I used to like have like a good solid answer for that before quarantine, but now like it is so hard to tell mm-hmm. because everything is so up in the air and we're planning for, for tours next year that we don't even know if we're doing like you know like we are you know we just announced that we're you know still on slam dunk you know in may in the the uk um but as of that we're like is that even gonna happen like are we even gonna be allowed back you know because there's still like a travel ban you know yeah and it's sad because last night i had a dream that like the travel ban was lifted and i was in the uk and i was like yeah but then i woke up and i was like no No. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so honestly like the only thing is I can say is like just take it like we're we're taking it tour by tour, album by album, day by day at this point because it's still our business, it's still our baby. But I've had to get a second job, you know, because of of you know everything closing down, which is like it's like fine, like people have second jobs. But for me, like my full time business was dull skin. Mm-hmm. I was gone all the time, you know. And so me and my second job, like my little donut shop job, like it's it's fine, it's fun, but it's just really showing like how things are going for us. And, you know, we're working hard every day and still keeping this business in mind and it's our top priority. But at the same time, we're like, man, well, we have to make money, you know, (laughs) like, so it's a, it's a balance, but hopefully in five years, I would say playing like Glastonbury (coughs) when things are normal Mm -hmm. and people could be in the same space. I hate when people are just like, nothing's going to be normal again, which they're probably right. But, Mm -hmm. but for me, I'm just like, Oh my need, we need the normal back we need yeah. it yeah like my show is like it's just a matter of 
the United States putting a mask on. I think that's the, the catalyst whole thing. So. Yeah, mm -hmm. get our yeah. shit together. Yeah. Exactly. Come on, guys. Um, yeah, come on. So you've been posting drum covers on uh, social media since quarantine started. What inspired you to start doing that? Oh my gosh, that time, I think that was like around March or April. Um, I was kind of just like grappling with the state of everything and how isolated I felt myself. And I was just like, I, I have to be doing something with my time because I couldn't work. You know, like I, I work at the School of Rock and um, they were shut down for quite a while and didn't know when they were coming back. So I was just like, well, I have to be doing something with, with my time. And I've never actually sat down and made myself progress each day with how, my playing, like my own playing as a musician. And I was just like, well, I'm just going to play these songs that I feel like I wanted to play and then post little miniature drum covers and see how it goes. And I thought that's, a, that's super cool that you guys saw them because it makes me feel like, you know, I'm actually like <laughs> doing them, you know, people are seeing this, you know, yeah. and yeah, and I was actually, you know, I'm planning on doing just more little tiny snippets and yeah, it's really fun. All right, mm -hmm. cool. Looking forward to those. Yeah. Uh, so for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? With a drink. Okay. With Ooh. a drink. That's a great question. Okay. Hmm. It would probably be... Automatically, my brain goes to something. It has to be something, like, really spicy to the point where I can't almost handle it. Um, <laughs> so, hmm. It would probably be, like, a huge bucket of, like, wings. But, mm -hmm. like, really spicy buffalo wings. Um with this gonna sound really weird with sushi on the side because it's my favorite okay and then maybe dark chocolate on the side as a dessert my drink okay. would be oh because i i want to say dr pepper but then i also want to say like a matcha green iced tea Ooh. About just both why not but you know yeah. that'd be like probably really weird to put together but like you know just we'll we'll do some experimentation but i want i feel like i'd want to have both <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. you won't have to pay the consequences the next day so why not experiment oh you're right exactly i won't have to pay any consequences like oh that would be horrible for my digestive system yeah, yeah. just a little bit hey but it'll be fine uh, <laughs> yeah so if you could live in one fictional world for a week where would you live fictional world mm-hmm I would probably say, I don't know if this is said a lot, but probably Hogwarts. Ooh, yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like that would be, but like with all the characters there, so mm -hmm. I could be like, follow them around and be like, hi, I love you. You have no <laughs> idea who I am, but I like, grew up watching your movies and my sister like read all of your books and watched, and you know, she's way farther in the book department than I am. But I feel like that'd be super cool. Cause then also I can like learn spells and yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be, <laughs> that'd be another thing to add to my little repertoire. Really, she's a drummer. Also, she's a wizard. It's cool. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Double trouble. Wait, yeah. <laughs> what's your Hogwarts house? Um, I think in my heart is Hufflepuff because I'm such, I'm such a, like, I feel like I'm a, like a small, like good person, but not very non-confrontational. And I say that because I want to be Slytherin very badly, <laughs> but in my heart, like, I feel like if I was placed up there and the sorting hat would be on my head, I'd be like Hufflepuff. I'd be like, you know what? You're right. I'm not going to argue with you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I, you're right. You're right. You're, you're totally right. My sister is just like, I'm Ravenclaw through and through. And I think it's so funny how there's four different houses that can define people so accurately. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's, it's totally awesome. Yeah. So. All right. 
Uh, so I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person we have spoken to have said it's the most important question. Hmm. What is your favorite color? My favorite color? <clears throat> you know, I feel like it changes, but I am going to be non-shocking and say red because my hair. But <laughs> yep. um, I think... <laughs> it's it's been like such a cool standout thing for our album you know for love is dead and like the red has been a really cool pop of color and it's also given us kind of like a cool thing to base around for like outfits and stuff but also i feel like as a person um i ne i don't ever not want to be like red or have some sort of red in my hair like i'm a natural blonde and it just doesn't fit me like oh. i i would much rather just like have my red and feel like myself than go back to my natural color and just be like this isn't right like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah right. i thought i'd just say it's red yeah red. very cool good color um so as i said that's all the questions we have today is there anything you'd like to plug oh hmm um uh, I, I've been saying this um, during interviews lately to hold myself accountable, um, but I am writing a poetry book. Um, I'm not quite sure when I'm planning on having it out, but I want to have it out at least by the middle of next year. And it's going to be a whole new project for me because I've never done anything like it, but I've been working on it for at least like like this entire year and then maybe, I think, a lot of last year too. But yeah, it's been a long process and I'm excited about it. As for the band, we're going to have a song out at the end of the year don't know what it is but we do have an album name and we do have an album cover roughly so yeah all right. okay all very Wait. exciting can you drop the album name i wish i could but, like, oh, goddamn I labels like, I, <laughs> I really i wish i could because like we have it but huh? but like i don't i'm not even sure if the label really knows what it is so, <laughs> <laughs> so like we have it and, and it's basically our working title right now and if okay, i said okay. it and then the producer for like some crazy reason we decided to change it i'd be like ma'am i told these people that they're like different you know but yeah i wish i could but i actually think it's it's a great title but you guys okay yeah. all right well uh thank you for sitting down with us this has been megan from dollskin and we're the good noise podcast <laughs>